Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Junk Drawer Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Junk Drawer Podcast. Today is actually a pretty special episode. Uh, I have my oldest brother, Jordan, on, and my brother, Luke. Luke is a repeat. Um, the reason why I wanted to have them on the podcast today is um, in light of the fact that tomorrow, Sunday, is Father's Day. And I already did a pretty special episode where I kind of bragged on my dad a little bit. So I kind of felt like it'd be redundant to do another one talking about him, even though he'll probably come up in this episode a little bit. Um, so I thought it was actually my wife, Nicole's idea to have my brothers Jordan and Luke on because right now in the family we're the three that have kids or Luke is um Luke how how soon is Regina Regina do? Um she was thirty six weeks yesterday, so she's so got four weeks. A little under four weeks until the due date. Yeah. So kinda of thought it'd be fun to have them on here as my brothers who were also dads now and just kinda of get their perspective to things. So Jordan, go ahead and kind of introduce yourself. Tell a little bit about you, where you guys are at right now, and a little bit about your family. Okay. Yeah, we're we're living down here in Florida. Uh, we have Wendy, our oldest. Uh, Heather and I, we have Wendy, our oldest, who is two. That's turned three here in a month. And Marley is a year and a half now. Yeah, that's awesome. And they're, uh, they're super cool little girls, super cute. And... Uh, yeah. So I guess I'll start out with kind of a question. So I wanted to, I gave them a, a list of different questions. We're probably not going to even get close to through them all today, but uh, just different things that kind of get their perspective on what it was like for them uh, to become a dad, stuff like that. So I guess we'll just start right out. Like what was, what was it like to you guys to find out that you're going to be a dad? I mean, Jordan, you obviously twice because you have two girls. Um, Luke, you're you, when you first found out, um, and kind of what was your reaction? I guess we'll start with you, Jordan, since you're the oldest. And uh, just what, like, what was it like to you? Like, what, what were the emotions? Kind of what was your reaction? Um, well, with Marley, our second, I guess I was kind of expecting it more. So it wasn't, I mean, it was still exciting when we learned that we were expecting Marley. But with Wendy, um, for some reason, I wasn't expecting it at all. And so when Heather... <laughs> I got home from work the one day. It was kind of a rough day at work. And so I was already kind of grumpy <laughs> and, and having a kind of a rough day. And I could tell something was different with Heather, but I didn't know what. And, but then when she told me that she, she just handed me the, uh, the positive pregnancy test and it took me a second to register and I just started crying. <laughs> yeah. That's all I could do is just cry. <laughs> Luke. And then I gave her a hug and we started looking at baby clothes and different ideas and stuff. That's like so it was pretty, it's pretty exciting. Yeah. Like that was like just a little tangent here. Like I never realized how much fun, like looking at babies and actually how hard it is to not spend a ton of money because we go to like stores in Freeport and stuff and I'd be like, Oh, look at this, look at that. And like going around, like looking at stuff and Nicole be like, "Sorry, we already have tons of that that size or whatever." But anyway, uh, Luke, kind of, what was your reaction? And were you like a like just what? Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't like we weren't super surprised because um, Regina had she's had some things with her health to where we right. um, she was doing things that were to where we knew she had to take things and, right. and beyond stuff to where we knew she wouldn't be able to um, basically get pregnant for right. a little while. Um, but we were basically kind of trying, kind of planning to when basically whenever we did have kids, it would be when I'd be out of school, I'd be able to be working. So she wouldn't yeah. be like working full time and having our first, our first baby and stuff. So we we were going through the semester, first semester, and then kind of second, um, <clears throat> well, the end of first semester um, was coming around right up towards Christmas time. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't really, we weren't really surprised necessarily. Like, it wasn't mm -hmm. like a shock to us, I should say. Like, yeah. we were surprised. So, yeah. Um, 
but did you cry? So, um, <laughs> I don't think, I don't think right off the bat I did because I was home. <clears throat> I was home and Regina kind of, uh, she kind of thought she might've been pregnant. Yeah. So we went out to like Walgreens or whatever and bought some pregnancy tests yeah. and then she went and like took them and then <laughs> they kept saying positive and she was like, I, this can't be true. So we went out and bought more and she got, <laughs> she had like four positives. Yeah. And so, and then she was like, she still was like, cause she wanted to be like, yeah. it wasn't like she yeah. didn't want to be, but uh, she still wasn't like, didn't, didn't like, you say that? No way. She, didn't you say that she was around? Was it Luke's, your, your brother-in-law Luke's baby? And she, and she had baby fever. She really wanted a baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She That's did. Really cool. And so, yeah. And so she like, even <laughs> she had one day she was, wasn't feeling good at all. Um, so she went to like urgent care and she basically went there just to have them take her, her blood work to get to see if she was pregnant or not. <laughs> and then they told her she was, so she was like, for sure she was. That's cool. But, yeah. yeah. I remember I came home one day and I, I was not expecting it at all. We were, we were like planning kind of around that time to start trying. Um, but I was, I, it just wasn't even really on my radar. Like, and so Nicole comes up to me and she she hands me a shirt and on it said dad established 20, 2022 or whatever it was. 20, yeah. 2022. And I was just like, no, you're kidding. And she was like, yeah. And I like just bust out crying. Like I was super excited. Um, just like, I don't know. It's just, it was like really surreal. Like, man, we're going to have a kid. Like, this is so cool. Um, now you guys are both having, are you Jordan? You have two girls, Luke, you're having a girl. Um, I had a boy. Was there like a specific gender that you were wanting to have? Like, if you were you like, man, I'd really like to have this as the first, or you like, man, whatever, whatever we have, I, I, I like don't have preference either way. I'm just gonna be so excited. For me, that was like how I was. I was just like, man, I don't even care, boy or girl. I'm just gonna be so excited no matter what. But what, what was it like for you guys? Were you like kind of thinking one direction, or like obviously you don't get to choose? But what, what was kind of your thought, Luke? You can go first on this one since Jordan went first last time. Uh, yeah, like, I mean, I didn't, I don't know if I necessarily had a, like, preference where I was, like, hoping one way or the other. I think I honestly was, like, I always, I thought all along we were going to have a girl. I just, like, knew it somehow. <laughs> and then, like, when we got the, uh, got the blood work test done at the, at the hospital and they told us it was a girl and I was like, yeah, I knew it was going to be. Um, You're going to have I was, a girl. Yeah, I was excited though, like, because like there's so much stuff you can get. There's like seems like there's so many more things out yeah, there to get yeah. for girls. My like, Rusty, my boss, really wanted me to have a girl because he he had all girls. He's like, "You'd be a great girl, Dad." <laughs> <laughs> I think I think you'll be good boy, Dad. I think I it's I think having a boy suits you. It's so much fun. Like he and he's such a little ham too. Like this morning he woke up. I woke up to him like babbling away in his bassinet, like just talking away over there. <laughs> And he's always like rolling around, like he's so he's so funny, so active. But go ahead, Jordan, you can answer this question now. Yeah, I, I didn't really have a preference either way. I did think it'd be fun to have the first grandchild be a girl, since all the yeah. all of us boys. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, but no, I didn't. I didn't have a preference. I was going to be excited either way. Yeah. What was it like picking out names? Um, actually. Heather was going through like thousands of names and yeah. like constantly bouncing names off of me and yeah. probably 99% of them. I didn't like, <laughs> yeah, same. No, um, yeah, go ahead. Finish. But, but yeah, when we, when we got to the ones we liked, we would keep repeating those to each other over and over again. Uh -huh. and, and then be, yeah, that's definitely the one. <laughs> yeah. Luke, what about you? What was it like for you guys kind of, picking out it's it, i never realized how hard it is to come like to settle on a name how many people you know with like names so you don't want like just be by virtue of like association not that it's like a negative association but like you know a bunch of people one name or whatever so i didn't realize how hard it was but go ahead luke what was it like for you guys like how'd you guys settle on the name i, I love the name you guys picked out too you can go ahead and say it too yeah so we we settled on aurora anya um and it it took us a little while because we didn't, it's kind of like you were saying, like we didn't want to just have like a basic name that mm. you hear all the time. Like everybody has. So like 
Regina has always loved like the Northern Lights. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's always loved that name, and she loved like um, just like everything about that yeah. name. So she just wanted that name right off the bat, and then she's like, now she's got her whole little nursery is all like Northern Lights, yeah. like pastels theme and stuff. So it works for that. And then the middle name, um, Regina's middle name is Anne. And so I was looking up Russian names because mm-hmm. um, I wanted like to incorporate Russian from like Grandpa Makuso's side. Right. And Anya would basically be Anne in Russian. Mm-hmm. So it's taking Regina's middle name and using it, the Russian version yeah. of it. So I I really liked, yeah, I kind of more picked the middle name. Yeah. So so we, we love the, the name. That's super the cool. Hardest, the hardest part was finding a name that would go with Philbrick. <laughs> I actually, I really wanted to use uh, Vladimir, um, and maybe we will in the future. We'll see, I guess. Um, so, like, I actually picked out. I, I left it a lot up to Nicole um, to pick the name because I really wanted. I don't know, like, obviously, like we picked it together, but in a lot of ways, I like. I wanted it to be a lot up to her. Um, cause she's the one, you know, carrying the baby. So I really wanted it to be a name that she really, really loved, and then we would settle on one together. So I actually, but I actually came up with the girl name and Nicole liked it. So we, cause we had picked a boy and a girl name before we knew. And I picked Elsie. Elsie Lynn is what we kind of settled on is what we were thinking about doing. So I was an E name and then we we're trying to come up with a, a boy name and we weren't really like settling on anything. And, uh, and you guys know, like one of my best friends is Eric Bronson. So I wasn't going to necessarily say the name Eric. Cause then it would be like, Oh, we're naming him after Eric. Eric worked at Yankee and all this stuff. So, one one night we're at Gram, Grammy and Grandpa's and Nicole was like, you know what name I really like? I really like the name Eric. And I just didn't say anything. And dad and mom were both like, oh, I really like that name too or something like that. So then um, I was like, hey, I'm not going to say anything because if I like go in, it's going to be like as if I'm naming after Eric, uh, my friend, which not, not that that's a bad thing, but it's just like I didn't want it to seem like. So whatever. So that was the name we settled on. And then, of course, I'm the third generation middle name Wayne. So we knew automatically that that'd be, so that was also a hard thing trying to come up with a boy's name that fit with Wayne. So it couldn't Wayne and Philbrick. So it had to fit with two names already. So that, that made it a lot harder too, but it was, so if, it was a if lot you of fun. Guys were to, if you guys were to have a girl, you think you would use the girl name you pick out or would you just throw that out and start over again? No, I think we're, we're, I think we're planning on using that name still. If we do have a girl, that's kind of the thought okay. process. Like, we we were both really really like that name, uh, and it fits good with Nicole's middle name as well, Lynn. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah. that's kind of the plan right now. We'll see what happens. But um, so Jordan, I got a question here just for you. Um, you're, since you have two kids, has anything like changed in between raising your second and your first? And by that, I mean like just the different personality traits that God gives kids. Um, is there different ways you have to approach things in parenting? Um, like what, what's the differences you've noticed in kind of having to go through that? Oh, well, they're both definitely very different personalities and, uh, having the experience of being the eldest, the eldest is definitely the guinea pig. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, Wendy was the one who got all our practice shots on. But, uh, yeah, they, they, I mean, they definitely have different personalities. Um, Marley's has more of a stubborn streak, more obstinate, where Mm -hmm. Wendy's more eager to please. And she's definitely a a big sister as far as like knowing the rules and helping (laughs) Marley follow the rules and, um, I guess acting more like a mother to Marley or Marley's kind of like she's got her own mind and right. she knows what she wants to do and she's going to do it. Like we've been trying to get Marley to walk here for quite a while. <laughs> she's been crawling for about six months, but she just refuses to walk. She just doesn't want to walk. Yeah. Like we'll lift her up, try to get her to walk and she'll just go boneless and throw her head back and start <laughs> screaming. Where Marley or uh, Wendy was always more um, teachable, I guess, and e- eager to try new things. Or Marley just has her mind made up. So, I mean, as far as, like, teaching them and disciplining them, you have to do it differently with both of them because you have right. to know their personality. Right. Yep. Yeah, it's, 
That's kind of like and and, uh, and you have to be fair with them, which is right, right, which isn't always easy. Yeah, and that's actually <laughs> especially with one being quite a bit older than the other. So Wendy sometimes is like, "Why don't we treat Marley the same way that we treat right. her?" Right. And that's what I was gonna say. Um, to comment on that, like having like the fact that we grew up in a big family, and that's one thing I really admire in mom and dad. Even though maybe we didn't always feel like it. Um, they always were very fair with all of us. Yeah, uh, I, I feel thought like they were always. The board. I thought and, they were always uh, pretty fair with us. Yeah, and I think that probably, and that's actually kind of going to lead into my next question for Luke first, and then I guess you can even comment on it. Um, but like, what aspects of growing up with dad influenced on you in preparing to be a dad? Luke kind of wanted to ask this one at you, but also Jordan, you can come on to it too. But and just like, uh, it, it, I guess it is just super awesome the fact that growing up in a big family we i think we are kind of um blessed and privileged in a way i hate that word privilege but it does fit um to have such good parents to learn off of and all that but luke you can go ahead and kind of comment like what was it like how do you in your mind do you see how dad influenced you and how you're like preparing to be a dad mentally now and what are kind of your and also kind of what are some of your goals in being a dad yeah, I think with the dad, um, he was always present for us um, in the aspect of, I mean, there was eight of us um, when we were all around at the end, and it it would have been easy for him to just be, like, bogged down with work or just always doing things to not be able to be there for all of us a lot of the time, but... Yeah. Even though I know he was at work a lot of the time and he wasn't there all the time, right. he o- it always seemed like he was present. Like, yeah. and having a dad in your life that's just there, you know, I feel like that makes a huge difference mm-hmm. in kids' lives. Um, so that's a huge thing. And then also just um, spiritually, he always right. he always incorporated um, biblical aspects of, of being a dad to us all the time, whether mm-hmm. it was family devotions or... Yeah teaching moments when we were doing things um, and like telling us why we were doing things from the Bible and not just what this is the way it's going to be, you know, right. Um, things like that. Even when he was disciplining us, he would, he would a lot of times incorporate the biblical reason why he had to discipline us and right. that it wasn't because he didn't love us or anything, right? Yep. but it was because, because of the fact that he had to do that to obey the Bible. Right. Um, so aspects like that um, are, things that I really respected um, about that, that growing up. And then also just, uh, just like having fun with us as well. Like we were always doing something fun. Like it may not have been like, it may not have been what everybody else was doing, but we always had a blast doing it. Like even just like looking out for us and getting us that property that we had, like, that was all we needed to make like everything we needed out of it, you know, and like right. have a blast right. with it. So just, he was always doing things to put us first. Mm-hmm. And that's just, those are areas that I really respected. Obviously I could go on yeah. and on, yeah. but those are some of the main ideas. Right. And do you have any like goals? I know like this is obviously you guys haven't even had your girl yet, but have you like predetermined, like thought out some goals that you're like, Oh man, these are some things I really, really want to do as a dad or these are some goals I have for my kids as a dad or anything like that have you kind of thought that far ahead or is it kind of more you're just like oh gonna just like live it one one year at a time one month at a time I mean there's there's some main things that I I definitely would would want kind of as goals um Mm -hmm. for our family and our for me as a dad personally um just my walk with God Mm -hmm. I want to always be something that's there because I can't really lead my kids yeah. in that way and, and my wife as well. If, uh, if I'm not having that discipline to just mm-hmm. walk with God daily and seek wisdom with him, because I'm going to be the one who's accountable for my family. <laughs> so yeah. that's just something that I really mm-hmm. want to take seriously every day. And then uh, also just um, consistency um, in every area, like, having reasons for why we do things the way we do. And then also like yeah. explaining them so they understand them when they can, but not always having to give an explanation for mm-hmm. why we right. do the things we do. Right. Um, because 
um that's something that seems really big now is like them the kids having seem like the kids have to understand why (laughs) the parents doing what they're doing but if you're following the bible the kids don't have to understand in the moment um but as a parent i want to be in the spot to where i know i'm doing the right thing Mm -hmm. um that way i can lead my family in a way to where it may be hard but in the end they will understand the reasons why yeah um, so just those are some of the, some of the kind of goals that I yeah. have. Yeah, it's really um, good. It's funny actually that you bring that up that like nowadays kids just always have to know why, like the sense of entitlement. Like I don't ever remember, like there are times they didn't like, necessarily agree with like what dad and mom wanted to do, but I don't ever remember like questioning why, like you always kind of knew why, like deep down inside you knew why, even though if you, we didn't always agree with it. Um, and I, I think we always just respected, I like, talking to Nicole uh, the other day where it was brought up about somebody that was kind of fell off the deep end, but in something we we're talking about it. And I was like, the thing is like for better, or for worse, I was too scared to do anything stupid. Um, <laughs> like that because, because I respected mom and dad so much and my grandparents and, and because in that, that almost that positive peer pressure and like, you just knew what was like expected. So scared to mess up that like you guys kind of just did what was right. And then eventually with being taught over and over again, it did eventually become my own faith and my own walk with the Lord and all that. And it's kind of cool. I know it's a side note, but um, Jordan, go ahead and, and kind of how to um, answer the, um, the first question there. Um, kind of what aspects of growing up with dad influence you preparing you to be a dad. And then also moving into the second question, you can answer this one. It'll kind of, they'll piggyback off of each other. And then Luke, you can answer this second question after Jordan. Um, how is your father-in-law? Because obviously a father, having a father-in-law is almost like a second dad, a second mentor in a way. How has that even impacted you being your dad? So first, Jordan, how did our dad, and then kind of moving into your father-in-law, and then Luke, you can answer the father-in-law question. Yeah, sure. Uh, I'd probably say the, the biggest thing I remember with dad is his work ethic. Um and he was always a hard worker. Um, not, I mean, there's a lot of guys that are hard workers nowadays, but that are terrible dads. They go out and work their career, work their 12 to 16 hour days, come home and plop down on the couch and don't spend time with their family. But dad was a hard worker in that he provided for us mm-hmm. and also included us in the work, which was really right. valuable for all of us. Right. And then he took the work when he got home to spend time with us, whether it was playing baseball in the backfield or taking us to the park to play basketball or mm-hmm. spending time with us doing stuff, cutting wood. Um, yep. And he would always spend take, make sure he had time to spend with mom when he got home too. They'd drink right. their coffee together and have their time where they talk together. Mm-hmm. And it was always taking mom on dates. And, yeah. And yeah. Th- those extra things on top of your work – our work as well mm-hmm. you you have to work to maintain those things and they're just as important as providing for your family monetarily as providing for their spiritual needs and mm-hmm. their uh, emotional needs and right so um yeah that's one thing i want to do with my family is because it's tempting when you get home to just take your shower and plop down on the couch and scroll right. through your phone right but um I want to make sure I'm working to spend that time with them. Right. And uh, yeah. Heather, Heather's good at keeping me on that because she's been home with the kids all day and <laughs> bored out of her mind and <laughs> wants to do something. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, as far as uh, father-in-law, I actually uh, texted him a list of questions when right after I had Wendy asking advice on what he had learned as far as being dad and it's different with him because he's a first generation Christian as opposed uh-huh. to our dad who's a second third generation Christian uh-huh. and they both have different point of views coming yeah. from from that and uh, one thing that he said to me that really has stuck with me is one of the best things you can do or probably the best thing you can do for your kids is pray for them every day mm-hmm. he said pray for them every day and you need to work on yourself and make sure you are close to god and where you need to be 
as I mean, you can do all you can to try to fix your kids and try mm-hmm. to fix your wife, but if you're not close to God and you're not living for God, it's going to be hollow to them and right. you're just right. going to be a hypocrite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's actually... That's, a, that's something I heard again just recently. I can't remember who it was, but somebody said the best way you can help your kids is by being the person you need to be. Yeah. Yeah, I think, like you said, uh, and to comment on the thing, one of the things you said earlier, um, that I actually hadn't thought of until you just said it, one of the reasons why dad's, you know, positive influence on our life was was his relationship with mom. Um, you think, like, every day when they get home, they go out and sit on the patio and drink their coffee. Um, mm-hmm. And my dad took care of mom first. And uh, there are times where dad would favor mom whatever we're doing in like sports and stuff and Mm -hmm. somebody would be like what in the world dad that wasn't even close to the right call but yet he was he was modeling to us how to take care of um you know mom and then our future Mm -hmm. wives first because like you said you know regina and um heather and nicole are the ones that are home you know holding down the fort while we're out working and you know work can be you know we're always moving around it can be entertaining and stuff so where you know we're always active where they sometimes are just sitting home doing nothing and don't have that ability to constantly be out like this the last two weeks up here have been really rainy and uh, nicole's like getting really stir crazy because she's just cooped up inside all day and wants to do stuff and like, yeah dad always modeled that get back to what i was gonna say dad always modeled that take care of you know our wives or mom first and then kind of the kids just naturally fall into place doing stuff with them because then we do stuff as a family so that's really cool um Luke. Yeah, and I I don't think your kids will respect you if you're not taking care of their mom. Right. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Luke, how did how uh how is you having like you you live right near your father-in-law now and uh of course he's a pretty cool dude. Uh I roomed with him in Guatemala. It always brings I haven't, such I cool haven't met your father-in-law yet. It always brings, <laughs> that was uh we I quick story on him. Like we roomed together in Guatemala. And we were on like the far side of the hotel away from everybody else. And right down below us was like the party deck where they always had live bands every single night. And especially on the weekend. And there was one night we did not get any sleep. They like, they had a rock band going until I want to say like three in the morning. And every time we, uh, every time I see it, we, that story comes up and we talk. But uh, Luke, what's it like being there right near your father-in-law? And what, what are kind of some things that you've learned from him having a different perspective um, than dad um, growing up with some, you know, different, a different perspective that he brought to your life? Yeah. Um, I work with him every day as well. Cause I work for his, uh, his business. Um, and then also just like hearing Regina's stories of her, how she was brought up. Um, he as well was a first generation Christian. Um, like now his, his, a lot of his family, um, and my mother-in-law's family are all saved, but they weren't, um, like even when Chelsea, the oldest, mm-hmm. um, was born, they, it was, it was after that, um, when like a lot of their family was saved. Um, but, um, something I really respect in my father-in-law is just that when he did get saved, he just was constantly seeking out, um, cause it was also new to him, just what God wanted him to do in raising a family. And he took that really seriously. Um, and he still does. I mean, he's got all but one of his kids now are married. Um, and um but he just stays consistent um even when nobody else might have thought he was doing the right thing at the time um he still he still would stick and does stick to what he feels like god wants for him to do in that position of leadership and he takes that very seriously um that's just something i really respect in him um and that mm-hmm. yeah it may not be if you if you don't know and you don't have that experience from having parents who were in, who were Christians or whatever, and who taught you how to do things biblically, and you're just having to learn on your own. Mm-hmm. Some things might not go right, or some things might not be the best decisions, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but if that's something that God has given you, 
um, giving you conviction about, um, he wholeheartedly stays behind that conviction yeah. until God shows him otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't let outside influences or even inside influences um, change his convictions on things. Mm-hmm. And that's something I really respect because it can be really easy, especially in a family dynamic to, to almost be like insecure in that area and be like, well, my, my own family might think I'm weird for, for <laughs> saying they shouldn't right. do this or right. this, this reason, even when they see other relatives doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind um, of more <clears throat> think at times. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But, um, yeah. That's something like, especially Regina telling me about um, just her growing up, that yeah. he was always consistent in things. And that's something I really respect. And then also just he's a very godly man. Right. Um, right. Yeah, he exactly. has a really a heart for souls. He goes on mission trips all the time. Um, yeah. He's always passed at like gas stations. He'll stop and pass out John and Romans to people. Yeah. Um, he's just got a heart for the gospel. And that affects, I feel like that affects every area of his yeah. life, um, just his walk with God. So those are some of the areas I really respect in him. Yeah. Um, and that I've definitely learned from him. Yeah. Yeah. I think kind of the same thing with my father-in-law with him being the first one saved in his family. It was something that he had to take very seriously for mm-hmm. himself. Yeah. And there wasn't so much other influences that kept him going. It was his own walk with the Lord. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's one really cool thing. Um, like we, we not only have like a super awesome dad, all of us. And, uh, like that that awesome role model but yet we also have godly um father-in-laws like i i work like randy works for us now and uh so i work with my father-in-law and he's it's just cool that that you have that second that second godly man that you can look to on the other side and have a good Mm -hmm. relationship with that's really cool now was was there any other role models um that you guys kind of looked in looked up to um outside of family where they're like people that you can like put your finger on uh, I guess, yes, I'll say outside of immediate family. Cause I know for me, like grandma, I'm sorry, uh, grandpa and well, it's, they're both grandpa, grandpa on both sides. I guess we'll say like, I looked mm-hmm. up to them a ton yeah. um, as God, the role model. So even both- you can even mention them, but is there anybody maybe even outside of family, outside of immediate family that you really looked up to for guidance and leadership um, or just watched as a role model and learn from their life, observing them? Um, Jordan, go first. Yeah, I was actually going to bring up both grandpas. Uh, Grandpa Macuso, with him being a first-generation Christian, uh-huh. he, he kind of sees things from a different point of view as Grandpa Philbrick, and they're both very different people. But yeah, I've, I've learned a lot from them, and both of them in the past have taken quite a few opportunities just to talk to me. And um, another one, as uh immediately came to mind was uncle Alex. Yeah. I was going to mention him too, especially because like he, you know, he never got married and never his actual dad, yeah. but yet he was such a, such a role model in all of our lives. Yeah. Yeah. He was, he was like a father figure in a lot of ways, just the way he would spend time with you. And you, you always knew when you're crossing the line with uncle Alex, even though he was a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> I remember a couple times. Um, I, I don't know why in the world I did it, but one time I, I, put his he would always go to bed with those earplugs yeah and i threw his earplugs in water for some reason stuck them next to his bed it's when i was real young and i remember him just being like why in the world would you do that <laughs> and uh it you always knew when you're crossing lines on gloves like i yeah. remember one time we we're playing basketball and things started to get heated between us like they always do when we play basketball all, yeah. all the boys together <laughs> And I remember him just saying something like, wow, look at all the brotherly love here. Yeah. <laughs> and you just, he would say stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Immediately like throw you back into perspective. Right. Right. And that's, and, uh, that's the awesome thing about him. Yeah. It, he was always so much fun and always wanted to do stuff with you, like take you on fishing trips. And, but he, he would always uh, talk to you about serious stuff too, right. which, which is really good. Yeah. Um, but outside of family, um, during our time in New York, um, Mr. Mr. Proctor would always talk to me yep. a lot. Yep. I remember him. and Good old J-Pro. Yeah. And he, even Pastor Hack, even yeah. though things yep. kind of ended weird there at the end. But um, I think because Pastor Hack had a son that was mm-hmm. close to Brendan and I's age, mm-hmm. and he passed, his son passed away when he was 12 in that accident. 
mm-hmm. I think he really took an interest in the young boys and tried yeah. to, yep. because he knew that he wouldn't be able to mentor his own son anymore. So he, he mm-hmm. tried to really take an interest in young boys. And I remember him talking to Brennan and I quite a bit. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he, he was definitely influenced. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. Luke, how about you? Uh, I was literally going to say J-Pro and Uncle Alex. Really? I was, <laughs> yeah, I was wait, I was waiting on, uh, after Uncle Alex, I was like, there's no way he's going to say Mr. Proctor <laughs> as well. But, I mean, I think that just kind of goes to show how much those those yeah. guys um, really poured into us. Yeah. And those, um, two, those two are a lot of like, too, in a lot of ways. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and like, and like their their personalities and stuff. They're not really, they're not really the ones who are going to be a lot of times involved in the conflict, but their uh-huh. personalities are very much like conflict diffusers, right? And like they can make those those comments that they're not even like a jab or anything, right? But when they make like a comment like that, like like that, yeah. one, like a lot People of brotherly listen. love. <laughs> that instantly yeah. like kind of sets everybody like back and be like mm-hmm. yeah if yeah. this guy's saying that i'm i'm getting convicted about it you know right all, the, um, all, all those just... times playing sports with you know, johnny matt and calvin and all of them and and mr proctor there and he just like would bring this like leveling level-headed mm-hmm. level factor to the yeah to the conversation yeah and just like and just like even though aspects. he stunk at sports <laughs> <laughs> yeah he would try hard hey, yeah you might like listen you, to this so hey j pro if you listen to this <laughs> even like that though like like he was always he would always be involved in different things um different sports yeah and i mean he had speed going for him there yeah. when he was younger at least oh, yeah. flying <laughs> it out of the outfield and like you just knew he just no way he's gonna catch that thing clunk right off the glove <laughs> Yeah, but just 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 the the aspects of him always investing yeah. in the other yeah. young guys, like even Johnny and Matt. Like he yeah. took so many hours. I remember um, just doing yeah. things with yep. with them, with us, um, yep. and he would just always have words of words of wisdom for us. Yeah. Um, I remember him, and I had him a lot in, when I was in Kings Kids. Yep, yep. And I was kind of the competitive brat. I feel like that would always be yelling it. Yelling at him to call something in dodgeball, and I feel like I gave him a really hard time. I think that was all of us. Boys yeah, I'm pretty sure that was growing up. Was us? We were all competitive brats. We were all entitled, yeah. entitled pastors' kids. Yeah, but just like him, him never getting irritated or upset. Yeah. Same as like Uncle Alex and and our grandpas. They always had just that calming effect, and also like yeah, they just you could tell they had like the presence of Christ right. with them, right. um, and just. Right the wisdom to say what they needed to say and not just kind of blow up at you. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something that in the long run, I mean, even now I haven't seen, I haven't seen Mr. Proctor in a long time, um, but he's still one of the main mm-hmm. men that I can say really affected yeah. me growing up. Yeah. And that just speaks volumes to, uh, to his walk with God. I feel like. Yeah. No, it is really, it is really interesting. Like thinking back, like even Mr. Dents had a huge impact on our lives. Yeah. Um, just as a mentor and, Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I, I like, I'm friends with, uh, the proctors on Facebook and stuff. And it's really cool seeing them even now invest in Matt Miller's kids. And it's really, mm-hmm. it's just, it's super cool to see that multi-generational impact that a godly man can have, not just on his own family, but also on other families. And, uh, it's really cool. Like, I don't know, it's just, it's super, super cool to me how God uses people. And you just never, you never fully even understand the butterfly effect that your life has on other people. But yeah, no, that's that's uh that's really good. Um, so I guess we'll wrap up with a couple more lighthearted questions here. First off, do you have any funny stories about um our dad that come? I know we talked about the tree almost falling on dad in the one podcast, so we'll, we'll forego that mm-hmm. one. Do you guys yeah. have any like funny stories that come to mind when you think about dad, um, in light of father, <laughs> in light of Father's Day, or just like anything? And any that comes to mind, do you have any specific funny stories, Luke? You can go first. Unless uh, unless you don't have one right off, then Jordan can. No, yeah, I mean, I think it was like it, it's not necessarily one story, but um, just instances as a whole. <laughs> um, to where Dad would uh, he would he would make us all like I don't know if it's like embarrassed, but but like like when he would get injured <laughs> or like injured in quotes, he would be so dramatic about it. He would just yeah. be rolling around on the ground. Yeah. And we'd all be laughing at it. And mom would just be like, oh my word. 
Come on, like, Mark. So dramatic. <laughs> so it was like it was always hard to tell if he was actually injured because he'd get up and like shake it off later most of the time. <laughs> he'd jam his but pinky he'd just be like, like he broke his arm. <laughs> yeah, like in basketball, if you like, if you swung down and like blocked the ball, but then connected with his finger and jammed it, you'd think that you were about to like kill him because he'd be like rolling around on the ground. Um, but things like that, just the way like he would always make us laugh even when he wasn't trying to, with just like the way the way he was with certain things or, like that. Or when he would, or when he would get laughing, and then you would just start laughing because he was laughing, and then you just couldn't help it, and you're like, oh, I'm really yeah. laughing. <laughs> Oh man, so good. I think of the ladder time. I was uh, holding the ladder for dad uh, a week or two ago. Oh, yeah. And dad, like, he would always say, like, you always get frustrated at the squeegee or at the pole, and he'd make these, like, super hilarious comments. So the other day, you know, he's up on the ladder, and the windows are really weird shaped. And of course, we don't have, like, all the equipment we had when we were in Pennsylvania. He was using, like, a pole that was too short, a squeegee that was too big. And the sun was right on the window. So it was like all these factors going into it. And all of a sudden, he's like, oh, come on, poopy butt. I like <laughs> busted out laughing. And, I, and I'm like shaking the ladder. It turned out, I was like, what? What's so funny? So then I'm like laughing even harder. I'm like, nothing, nothing. <laughs> I'm trying to video him, and I can't video him because I'm laughing so hard. No, uh, but there's just so many times like working or doing stuff. Dad just come out with like the weirdest thing. Like you say the weirdest thing and like just like catch you totally off guard and just bust out laughing. Uh, what about you, Jordan? Do you have any like specific thing or specific story that comes to mind that just is like Yeah, I, I had I had one specific story, but you talking about window washing reminded me of another one. Yeah, tell um, tell as many as you got because yeah. This is the meat of the podcast right here. <laughs> yeah, I'll give you two and if I think of any other ones I'll <laughs> Um, but yeah, when we were window washing, we very first started, Brendan and I were pretty young and we didn't have a clue what we were doing. And, uh, we first started doing Walmart's windows. They had the, the heat things that blast heat down on you when you first Mm -hmm. come in, but they had the little strip of window up above them. So dad always had to get up on his little six foot ladder to do those. And it was always Brendan's job to put the ladder there for him. And he was always telling Brendan, think one step ahead, never stand around, be one step ahead. (laughs) He always wanted that ladder ready to go for him. And so many times, Brendan put the ladder backwards. <laughs> <laughs> so Dad would be just, just concentrated on looking up on that window, and he's getting ready to climb right up that ladder to go wash it. And he'd take a step and complete. <laughs> there'd be no step there, so he like fall into the ladder. <laughs> uh, and he start yelling at Brendan, and Brendan was, always took things personally when Dad would yell at him. <laughs> <laughs> when you guys busted the window at the library, I don't know if we told this. Oh story. yeah, we had we had so many wild window before, washing before you tell next one, I'll tell that one. Um, that we got the there's like this old old library in the town where we were, and uh, it was like one of the very first places. So like where I actually wasn't there, um, but I know the story. It was like this a lot of antique stuff and crazy stuff there, and uh, I remember the story goes like they accidentally dropped like the very very first storm they took out drop it down and like explodes down at the bottom no no what what had happened was uh well first what had happened was we were climbing up on the shelves trying yep. to get to the window yep. and one of us knocked the picture off shattered <laughs> shattered the picture glass was flying everywhere so and the lady was already like all frantic she had one of those uptight personalities yeah. and she was constantly going behind us cleaning after us and and then uh we got so after that happened it's like the first window we couldn't figure out how to get the storms out yeah uh come to find out later on you had to take the actual window out to get the storm out but we were trying to like force the storm out so we were bending the storm window which you can't bend glass right so we're bending it all of a sudden boof just glass flying everywhere because we had bent it too far (laughs) and that that lady was just freaking out (laughs) and then i think i think uh brendan says like one of you guys set down a scrubber like you do, like you set down your scrubber on the windowsill or something. Mm-hmm. And he said that around it, the building was really weird. Like around the edges, it was like open and it would like go down to levels below. Yeah. And he said that like he, he's a couple floors down from somebody's up above him and just like water's just like pouring <laughs> down. And he's like in the <laughs> antique book section. It's just water like, <laughs> pouring down. So, yeah. Oh man, good times though. But yeah, go ahead with your second story. <laughs> yeah, so the second one was remember the hot wing contest yes <laughs> yes yeah, so that 
Mr. Uh, Norton had made like the hottest wing dip known to mankind with like deep fried ghost peppers oh, and man. all the, you probably put like battery acid in there. It was, I, I remember it was I just eating the tinfoil. Yeah, it was. I remember just sticking my finger in it and touching it to my tongue. There's no way I was going to participate in that. Right. No, I hate hot stuff. But uh, Brendan and Dad, they love hot stuff. I remember all these guys around the table eating it and they're just pouring sweat down their face. And all these macho men that <laughs> think they could eat like 12 finish after half a wing. And uh, I remember Brendan and Dad were the last two going at it and they got up to like. I can't remember. It was like eight or twelve or something. I think they're uh, like wait. I think Brendan ended with twelve and beat Dad by one, and Mister Rodriguez I think ended with nine. So like that's yeah, how close was, he was, and he was the second closest to them. Yeah, it, they were Brendan and Dad were like way out ahead of everybody. Everyone else had quit and was like crying, and but Brendan and Dad always had to outdo each other. <laughs> it seemed like, <laughs> and. uh so they were both going at it, and they both ended up pretty close. I don't even remember who won. Maybe it was Brendan. Yeah. But uh, I remember Brendan was fine. He was out playing football and basketball right after that. And Dad went home, and he laid down in bed and was, like, curled up in the fetal position, moaning <laughs> and groaning upstairs. <laughs> that's, that's probably one of the funniest moments of Dad. <laughs> and, then, and then Mom comes up, like, after letting him suffer for five hours with elderberry yeah. syrup, and it, like, cures him instantly. Yeah. Oh, man. It was a good time. <laughs> Uh, I just remember like dad's reactions and stuff were always the greatest. It was it was so much fun. Different things just just now like make me laugh. We'll we'll sit around this the table telling stories, especially when him and Uncle Matt would get together. Oh, that yeah, was always was like <laughs> you just knew it was all over then. Oh, and man. then we'll, then we would watch movies, and Dad would <laughs> laugh at random parts, and so we would all just be laughing. We thought it was hilarious. But now when Heather and I go back and watch the same movies, I'll like start laughing at that spot, but it's like not even funny but I'll be laughing because I remember dad laughing at it or, or like I'll be watching a movie with people and I'll be like me and Brendan will be dying laughing at parts and nobody else is laughing and I feel like we do we do get a little bit of weird humor I don't know if it's from the Philbrick side or what but oh man I think Philbrick's have the best humor <laughs> it's great I love it oh man alright well we're gonna wrap up here in a minute I do have two quick really uh, kind of silly questions for you to wrap up with I thought they'd be kind of fun uh, these ones weren't on the list um, first one, when will you let your kid have a phone? If ever. When they're 50. 50. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I see phones, as, I mean, just for myself as being pretty dangerous. Yeah. Um, when, for me, it was when I started working. Yep. That was what so I was going to say. Be, yep. It'd probably be the same for yep. them, but it would still be, it'd still have restrictions on it. Yep. Yep. I remember I got my phone when I turned, I was 18 and actually working like full time. I had that dumb phone before that, that pretty much all I could do was text. Mm-hmm. And I mean, back when we were growing up, phones weren't even close to what they are today. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. you're walking around with the internet in your pocket. Right. Access to absolutely everything in the world. Right. What about you, Luke? What What's kind of your, what's your benchmark? I said two, but Nicole was like, no, 18. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, prob- probably same. Like uh, either either work or driving. Yeah. yeah. Um, I feel like if they're driving, they should have a way to to contact us. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not sure yeah. if that'll at that point which will come first, but probably around that time. Yeah. Um, so I'm not sure. Somewhere between like yeah, upper teens, like yeah. there. Um, but yeah, also just monitoring as well yeah it's crazy how like i'll be sitting there watching something on my phone holding eric and he's like glued and you can yeah. see it's like wow like and you never really think about it until you like see your little sick uh three-month-old baby staring at a screen yeah like, it's like wow okay um but yeah and then second kind of fun question well this will be the last one is uh what's your kids favorite movies what are your kids' favorite? Obviously, Luke, you can't answer this one. This was more for Jordan, but um, so the one that they've been watching like every day, sometimes twice a day lately, is Mary Poppins. Yeah, so I constantly have Mary Poppins <laughs> songs going through my mind, and I can quote the whole entire movie. Yeah, that 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 one's a favorite right now. Yeah, I remember growing up, <laughs> Cowboy Pooh was one of our favorites. Oh yeah, they they watched the the New Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. They have yeah. that. Because there's like four seasons with a whole bunch of episodes yeah. in these seasons, so it just keeps playing one right after the other. Yeah, 
Isn't it crazy to think back to like when we were growing up? Like all we had for movies was like Mary Poppins, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, Davy mm-hmm. Crockett, The Sound of Music, and maybe a few other ones. And then like all the the Winnie the Poohs and all the classic Disney movies. And that was like yeah. all like that was it. And now it's like there's just like thousands and thousands of like all the kids channels, and most of it's garbage anyway. But it's like so different, and it's like we can quote like those movies. Like through, yeah. like you can literally watch them. Like even now, I'll put on a movie I haven't seen in like ten years, and I can still quote the whole entire thing. And uh, Nicole just like, I, we were watching a movie the other day, and I, I had actually never even seen the movie. And I don't know. You guys can comment on this and let me know if this is a Philbrook trait because I don't know. I've never even seen the movie, and the girl starts to sing a song, and I start singing the song. I have never heard the song, never seen the movie. I must have heard the song somewhere along the line. But, like, I can remember quotes from a movie I saw once, like, three years ago. Can you guys do that? Is that, like, a Philbrick thing? Because she's, like, can't believe that I'm able to do that. Can you guys do that? Do you guys have that gift? I don't know if it's a gift or whatever. Probably not so much the singing thing, but I do remember lines from movies that I watched just once when I was a kid. Yeah, it's so weird. It's weird. I think kids pick up on movie lines faster because, like, Wendy walking around singing a song or quoting something that she saw in a movie just once or heard us playing the music just once. Yeah. Well, you look, do you have that weird intuition gift? Like where you can just like, you'll be in a situation, you'll just have a movie quote and you'll say, it and you'll be like, I haven't been like, Oh, that's, you know, that quote's from, and it's like, Oh, it's a movie from, I walked like, watched like three years ago. <laughs> yeah. I remember, I like, I remember a lot of like lines or like different phrases. Like we'll be watching something. Um, that we watched like way back when we were kids or something, and like before the part comes, I'll like look over and say that line <laughs> that's know, coming so up, weird. and then and then they'll say it, and then like Regina will be like, "What did you say?" I'll be like, "I said the line of the movie," and then she's like, "How do you know that?" I just I like I'll, I'll be like I watched it way back when I was like however old, and for some reason I remember it. I'll quote a line like three seconds before it comes up, and then I'll just put my fist up, and then the line will happen, and Nicole just gives me a fist bump. <laughs> Like yep, uh, Mega Mind is one that I can like quote the whole movie as much as. Anyway, I digress. Um, thank you guys so much for coming on the podcast. It's been really fun. Um, just really fun to hear kind of your guys' perspective on different things and talk back and forth. And Luke, super super happy for you guys. And uh, you're gonna love you're gonna love having a kid. Um, hope everything goes really smooth for Regina. We'll be praying for you guys. And Jordan, thank you so much for coming on. It's been a blast. Uh-oh, did we lose Jordan? Uh-oh, I think we lost Jordan. Anyway, thank you so much, guys, for coming on. Um, have a great weekend, and uh, we'll, we'll have to do this again sometime. And thank you, everybody, for listening to the Junk Drawer Podcast. You're all the best. <laughs>